quarter filled chains and Gucci glasses. That was the era when we flipped all of the sh. Bought a store, splashed it. Had Dominicans running it, eating steak and cheese sandwiches. They in the back bragging with fifths, yo. Fucking with a few niggas' nieces. Take it back when we went raw for leases and stand on the sneakers. I got the shit locked. I battle you, 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 and your whole crit lock. What up, everybody? Welcome to Table for One Dumb Boy. Couldn't tell me nothing with a whatever. Couldn't wait but kept surviving the year. the thick of December, baby. Got visions of uh, sugar plums dancing in my motherfucking head over here. Got the sugar plum fairy fucking going down on me over here. Oh, what do you think about that? They call me Little Saint Nick, you know. I got a bag of toys and I got a big dick. Whew, yeah. Back into the thick of it, back into doing it on my own right here. I mean, I do have a guest. I got my friend Rivers Langley coming back into the studio. We're going to talk about a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? But yeah. Got a couple of show announcements I need to announce real quick, though. They're coming up, you know, in the next couple of months. I'm just trying to stay busy, but you know, my calendar's not super full. But I want to announce a couple of shows at my favorite venue here in Birmingham, Saturn. January 10th, I'll be doing a show called Book Report at Saturn. Raising money for a good cause. Did it last year. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hosted by Chris Ivey. Got a few uh, local celebrity judges. There was a writer for AL.com last year told me, he gave me he graded me an F because I gave him an image of Rick Burgess of the nationally syndicated show Rick and Bubba, an image of him going down on me, sucking me off. Will Rick Burgess appear in my book report this year? Come to find out at Book Report January 10th at Saturn. February 1st? Fuck. I don't know, it's the goulash uh anniversary show you give me two seconds i'll look it right up for you but i'm on that and it's a blowout it's gonna be a blowout it's gonna be at saturn also and yes it is on february 1st 2019 goulash anniversary show gonna have a bunch of comics on it from atlanta everywhere all these people we've had on over the years on goulash it's going to be hosted by Paige McBride and Lori Moore, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking, look, very much looking forward to that. You notice when I'm by myself in the studio, it brings out the radio host in me. Mm. I had to take a sip of my coffee drink. That's a McCafe right there. That ain't none of that Starbucks shit. Unpopular opinion. McDonald's, uh... Frappuccino drinks better than Starbucks. Bye, fucking mile. Hey, you want to crucify me for that? I don't give a fuck. Come do it. You can take me down. I don't give a fuck. I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm calling out people in 2019 on their bullshit. I'm calling out people for stealing jokes. I'm calling out people for stealing content. I did it on Instagram yesterday. This stupid, uh... I don't know. Somebody that calls themselves a comic. They're from Birmingham. She 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 does comedy like once a year and goes around and I guess tells her just so she can tell her relatives at Thanksgiving and Christmas that she she does comedy. But I mean she doesn't. She she's terrible when I've seen her. So 
Stole a, a picture my friend Jack took at Schlotsky's Deli, the guy that had a Christmas tree shaved into his head. So I called her out. She ignored it. I'm doing all that this year, baby. 2019 coming up. I will be calling people out for that because I ain't a, I ain't a scared no more. I ain't scared. You can look at my fucking car. You can look at the bumper sticker on my car. It says ain't scared for a reason. It says no fear for a reason because I ain't scared and I ain't got no fear, motherfucker. Fuck you. I ain't scared of you. Just finished playing Red Dead 2. What a fucking chore that was. I don't know if that game's a fucking endurance test or what, but most of the game, a lot of fun. You know, I like westerns. Maybe you want to get a horse. Maybe you want to start dressing like a cowboy and talking like a cowboy. I see the appeal in that now. I definitely get it. Definitely fucking get it after playing that. But Jesus Christ, you get in, in the game, you keep playing it, and you get to a point where you think the game's over. There's like a big blowout, and it's like, okay, this is definitely the fucking end of the game. There's no way this can keep going. Pretty cool blowout of an ending. Big, big you know, I don't want to spoil it, but big surprise. You're like, oh my God, your jaw's on the fucking floor. Then it says epilogue. And also you get a trophy for that. It says you get a trophy because you beat Red Dead Redemption 2, right? So you're like, okay, I just beat the game. The game is over now. No, it's not. Okay, so the epilogue happens. Epilogue means just, you know, a quick little, you know, few years later, let's see what's happening with some of these people now. That's the epilogue. Nothing too fancy, not too long. This shit is like a whole new fucking game, and it's grating. You're like, you're scooping cow manure. You're building fences. You're doing everything. You're doing shit you could do in real life, but don't want to fucking do. Like, I don't want to do that in real life, much less a goddamn video game. I don't want to build a fucking fence and scoop up cow shit. I want to shoot people with, uh, double, like, I want to dual-wield revolvers and shoot motherfuckers with, 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 uh, Handlebar mustaches and cowboy hats on. I want to kill dudes that uh, clearly have like a lot of pent up homosexual urges. There's a lot of sexual tension between the, the the characters in this game. It's a character named Dutch, huge asshole, and your character Arthur. It's like, dude, these guys are definitely wanting like they're just chomping at the bit to suck each other off. It seems like maybe that's just me though. The whole cowboy aesthetic's very gay, honestly. Um, but yeah. So I anyway, I finished the epilogue of this game uh, last night. So I finish it. Credits start rolling. I'm like, okay, I'll just leave these credits rolling. I'm going to take a shower. By the time I get out, the main menu will be back up. Credits are over. Uh, all that. I'm weird and OCD about when I finish games. I have to let the credits roll. I can't skip them. And I, I, you know, like when I take a shower too, like I like, I like to get a nice lather going. I like to soak it in. I like, I like taking showers. It feels good. It's one of my favorite parts of the day. It's relaxing. So, you know, I'm, I'm in there about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, two and a half an hour, you know, cause I like to listen to music, podcast, et cetera, when I'm showering too. It's an experience for me. It's not just a, a necessity. It, 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 it's something I soak in and experience. So I'm in there, take the shower about half an hour later, done brush my teeth, all that shit, shaving, all this stuff, everything I need to do. So a good, let's just say about, it's at least a half hour it takes me to do all this. I get out of the motherfucking shower, 
get ready, get uh, my clothes on. The fucking credits are still rolling. Now, the thing about credits, too, is you're showing the credits to show who did what on the game. These credits, we're at a point where it's just like, just people's names. It doesn't say what they do. It's just, it's like they just gathered, like they went to the Census Bureau and just got a list of names and just put every single person that fucking exists name in the credit sequence. And it's just like, why, why, what do the developers have a problem with here where they just can't let this fucking game end? I truly don't understand it. Because then, like I said, I'm OCD about it. I sit and let the credits roll. So the credits are about 45 fucking minutes long after I sit there. And I'm just kind of like rolling my eyes like, Jesus fucking Christ, when does this end? They finally end. You go back to the uh, game. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to say names of the characters or anything. But you have two characters that were with each other at the very end before the credits roll. And those two characters are standing there having a conversation with each other. And it's like the conversation is going nowhere and it just won't end. It's like, why are the game developers torturing us like this? Because like for somebody like me where I have to, I have to like tie, have a nice little bow tied at the very end of it and like have it wrapped up. There has to be a set ending. And they're just sitting there just ha- carrying this conversation that won't fucking end about nothing. And I'm like, God damn, I give up. So I said, fuck my uh, OCD and just fucking skipped it. And that's that. I finished the fucking game. I finished Red Dead 2. But yeah, I mean, that's really all that's been going on with me. I need to do more of more episodes like this again, where it's just me kind of just talking shit. I like this. It's very therapeutic. It, it reminds me of why I did it in the first place. But yeah. This week, we got a banger of a show. I know I've been slacking, putting them out, and, you know, been doing it kind of every two weeks, but I've been incredibly busy with uh, another podcast venture I'm going into starting in 2019 with a co-host. Um, so I've been working very hard on that, and we're trying to get it wrapped up and started, and fucking, you know, we're trying to make this one a, that one a little more perfect. This is going to be more of a passion project for me, what I'm doing here, um, and this other one's going to be more of, like, uh, a real thing. But yeah, this week... My buddy, one of my best friends, Rivers Langley from the Goods from the Woods pod, which if you don't listen to, you should listen to it. You should listen to my episodes. They're, they're, they're some of the best ones. But uh, he's coming in. We're going to sit here. We're going to shoot the shit, kick back, relax, and enjoy Rivers Langley coming in the studio right now. Uh, enjoy, guys. Just, just fucking black. It's awful. We should start there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like the kind of shit that'll wake you up at night. Like, it's not, it's not good or pleasant. It's painful. <laughs> Crystal's uh, milkshakes. Do you remember what they were called when they first uh, uncorked that uh, disaster? Was it the same as the burger around the same time, the BA burger? Yeah, same time, but uh, uh, they were going for a quarter, sort of an extreme um, milk quake. Milk quakes. That was yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> which, which is you know, gastrically accurate. Yeah, I mean, I was a big. I mean, I've always been a big crystal backer, but lately, man. I hit it up once uh, every time I'm home. Yeah, because it's, it's usually available if you're traveling, doing comedy and stuff. And you know, I like to like to hit local fast food if I can. You know, it's not that it's any better, but at least it's unique. I just figured out because I Google I, after it woke me up out of a fucking sleep last <laughs> night. I Googled to see if White Castle's affiliated, and it's not. I didn't know that. I always thought it was like a Carl's Jr. Hardee's type thing. No, uh, White Castle. I'm not sure where they're based out of, but Crystal, a uh, Crystal uh, like Moon Pie, uh, comes from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, and. Yeah. The- Apparently, from what I read, the guy just like went to White Castle and just stole the idea. <laughs> oh, so very similar to Raising Cane's. Yeah, the he guy just fucking stole it. Stole it from Guthrie's, the Raising Cane's guy. Did you go to Raising Cane's? I didn't. So they have them pretty much from like Texas, or like let's say like starting in like Louisiana all the way west, and they have them in LA now. And it's exactly like um, it's just like Guthrie's or Zaxby's, I, I would say Zaxby's, like but it's more like Guthrie's because Zaxby's actually has like salads and shit. Yeah, this is like salads. This Salads. This is all brown all the time. The only greenery on that menu is the coleslaw. That's my style. Yeah, it's like, just toast, fries, chicken fingers, and slaw, and that's fucking all. That's all they have is just various, uh, you know, uh, quotients and weights of of those items. <laughs> Would you say it's better than Guthrie's? Because Guthrie's is kind of. I bland, honestly. They're it's, pretty. It's ex- it's almost exactly the same. But the guy who started raising cans apparently worked at the Guthrie's in Baton Rouge, and then after he was he graduated college, he just started <laughs> raising canes and just stole everything. And now Guthrie's is pretty much limited to like central and like East Alabama. And yeah. uh, raising canes, they have them in L.A. and they also have them in like Texas and all over the the Southwest. You gotta love a good, you know, fat Jew style story. Just fucking getting, you know, famous <laughs> off of somebody else's shit. <laughs> that you know the comic Barbara Gray in L.A. Uh huh. She yeah. tweeted the other day like <laughs> the fat Jews apparently in some documentary on Netflix about people that meme and how they're. Oh yeah, so and, I think we're gonna cover that on uh, uh the. I don't know if it's, uh, I wouldn't say my podcast, but a podcast that I'm on every episode now because we recorded at my house. Uh, what did you learn with uh, Luke? Oh, y'all Luke are talking about that? Monica Scott. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna try to find a That'll find be a, a good to talk one. about that. I haven't actually watched it yet, but I think that's next on the agenda. I haven't either. I just, I, I can't bear the fat Jew. I find I'm just, I just can't deal with that You should guy. tell people who that is before you keep saying that. Or oh, remember. yeah, yeah. Well, if they listen to this, they know <laughs> I've complained about it before. But he's a, he's a, a quote unquote content aggregator, which just means you... Uh, uh, crop people's names out of stuff you steal from them and repost. Yeah, and his his uh, web name is the Fat Jew. That is his own uh, personal uh, That's uh, his, nom de plume. Yeah. yeah, he calls himself that nom de klepto. Uh, yeah, he's terrible. But yeah, uh, I mean yeah, him and fuck Jerry and uh, fuck Jerry is stolen from like I would say he's actually stole more from comics like that I've seen. Probably he's yeah. stolen from. I remember Jake Wiseman made a big uh, fuss about something. He's just flat out like. Cropped his fucking name out. Of, oh, good. <laughs> um, which you know, obviously, you know, Jake Wasman's way funnier than fuck Jerry. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck Jerry. I mean, yeah, it's just these content aggregators that steal shit from people. So there's a bunch of them now. It's becoming. 
a thing, which yeah. is really fucking and awful. and fuck Jerry was signed to a uh, creative artist agency. They were he was signed to CAA. Oh my god! For what? <laughs> like what is he, he doesn't do anything? He's fat with a man bun. <laughs> oh, he was the one you're talking about. Fuck Jerry. Yeah, I don't even know what that guy looks like. Oh, I don't know if it's actually like a person or if it's a company or what. That but. would be really sad if God every time. Some, I record somebody calls me. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's like... Is uh, it the college loans people? It probably. It's a number I don't recognize. I've so. started answering those. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> I will never answer a number I don't recognize. I have too many like creditors after Oh, me. so you have real life ones. I just oh, get, the, yeah. I get the, the fake ones that are designed to trick grandmas. Yeah, like they straight up ask you for your social out the gate. They'll ask for your, for your credit card number and stuff. So I have like a fake credit card number like on hand to give them <laughs> just to like fuck with them. Because why not? You know, they're not going to stop. And I have a lot of free time. I and, love how uh, many people fall for that immediately. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, let me grab it real quick. Yeah. You can just have that. But it's fun when you get when you get people and you could just, just sort of, you know, especially Waste. if it's if it's another dude, it's like, all right, now's the time to sexually harass this man. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> they're like, oh, uh, can I get your card number? I'd be like, yeah. What that dick do, though? Oh, my. <laughs> you know, God. shit like that. <laughs> can I get a picture of your dick? I'll give you a picture of your dick for the credit card number. <laughs> and like a lot of times, especially I've noticed uh, uh, the Indian guys will be like, fuck you, motherfucker. And they'll like actually like curse at you and shit. Like Professionally. Yeah, yeah, like the American folks will just hang up on you. But if it's like somebody overseas, like what do they give a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming to, you know, Bangladesh. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna find me. I'm not gonna find them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, well I guess I'm just gonna definitely steal that idea from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should record it and start putting it on. I'm gonna I, fuck I, Jerry I, you over here. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but um yeah, like I guess we could talk about food. I like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, just completely fucked up by it right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this isn't an endorsement. Of, why does everybody have to call me and text me right now? Like, Who, who's calling? Let's uh, answer it. Well, uh, friend of the show, guy I'm about to start a podcast with, Chris Avi. Oh, okay. Not what, a, not a, not a, uh, anonymous. Uh, no, that <laughs> happened and him calling me. If you get he, another mystery number, here's the trick. You answer it and just, because um, it'll be automated at first, just press one and it'll go to a live person. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. good to fucking know. Yeah, yeah. That'll actually help me. So that way you don't have to wait through the robot. You just, uh, as soon as you pick it up, I go, you know, your creditors <laughs> are after, you know, whatever. And you just hit one beep and then it'll go to like, oh, we, uh, heard you wanted to get health insurance uh, is this for an individual or for a family and i always go family they go well how many people are in your family i'm like oh well uh it's five but uh it's about to be six if you know what i'm saying and, and like, like, if we keep this going well, i was like you know what oh is your are, are you guys expecting i'm like no nah, but i'm gonna put one in her i'm gonna put one in her deep son put and one just in the oven fucking like just be really <laughs> gross until they hang up oh it's fun Oh, I know what we can talk about, actually, because I just, uh, my friend Wade, who, who he co-hosts with me on here sometimes, he found something I didn't know existed, maybe you did, uh, Saliva, the band Saliva. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which I, I'm positive you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, they did a cover of Lose Yourself by Eminem. Boy, what? I haven't heard it yet. I was saving it. Okay. Um, so, we, you know what I, well, let's listen to this. Get past this fucking... <laughs> This ad, but boy, this has got to be good, right? Saliva is the ones who do the uh, the Sounds of Silence one, right? That was Disturbed. That was Disturbed. Saliva does Careless Whisper. That was Seether. 
Fuck There's me. So many goddamn. Who's saliva? Saliva is quick, quick, boom. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, now course. they're the ones that did lose yourself. <laughs> what? My thoughts on that too is like I don't. Do they not have a famous cover they did? Maybe. Maybe, but that's becoming a thing in like this ass rock shit too. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's it's like they missed the boat on irony too. Like to where it's like it's like yeah, we we get you're trying to be ironic, <laughs> but you're who you are too, so it doesn't work. Really. Oh, I, I may I took my most controversial stance ever on my podcast. I said I actually like uh, the Careless Whisper, uh, the Seether one. If it's yeah, whatever band that is, if uh, it's okay. fun as fuck. It's really fun because they actually. I do too. They man. did something with it. They did something with it. They went for it. It's a seetherized version of it. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, without question, if you've heard enough seether as I have. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's Saliva that did. Uh, there was some band that did a cover of Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. That was, uh, fuck, I know way more about this. <laughs> it was the band Crossfade, I think, was their name. I swear to God, I think it was, I forgot, I'll look it up, but whoever it was, they, yeah, look that up. The, let's the, get into Yeah, this, let's get actually. this, let's get into this. Whoever, uh, whoever did that Leonard Skinner cover, like, uh, you know, Pat, uh, a couple we, a couple uh, months ago, we did uh, two episodes of The Goods from the Woods uh, Shine called Down. Shine Down. that's yeah. what it is, yeah, uh, which I believe, are they the ones who did... I think they did the most recent Butt Rock Monday Night Raw theme song, the one that was before uh, something. I don't know. Shine Down. Yeah, they're like a they're like a Kevin Dunn favorite over there at WWE. Well, good. But, I'm glad to see they're working again. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for them. They're that like mid 2000s ass rock that came around. Yeah, but we did a uh, we did a Butt Rock Gauntlet, and it was like uh, basically our my co-host uh, uh, Dr. Pat Riley is a uh, you know he grew up in Florida so he was immersed in this and has a pretty you know he's not a fan of it but has a deep knowledge of it so the idea of the butt rock gauntlet is to start off with two songs and then you vote on which one's the buddiest and then the buddiest moves forward and then you just introduce a new one you vote on those two then the next okay. one moves forward and you go through 12 songs and uh, so we did butt rock gauntlet one uh, with uh, Joe Rains and it was just you know Joe was uh, uh, very mad by the end of it and it was great yeah Joe Joe's thing is like he just he gets he can't see the humor and shit like that like uh, no he I think he got the humor of it he just you know but he can't deal with he it, was though. flustered you know he can't like sit there and actually listen to it like where I can tune it out or find like like me or you like say like an open mic we go to like where it's really bad yeah yeah he just immediately is like I can't sit through this like well, I'm kind of like that too I go straight outside I I'll, I'll like partake in the wares a little bit so as far as like oh, bad yeah. open mic goes but I don't want to watch hours of it but yeah, like, yeah I would rather watch a bad open mic than honestly any comic I do like for like an hour at this point yeah. <laughs> like it's a hobby of mine almost. yeah yeah but yeah, um, but yeah, we did the first one with him, and then uh, I do uh, commentary for a uh, local pro wrestling promotion called Wrestling Pro Wrestling, and uh, uh, our friend Justin Morales, who uh, just recently uh, retired, uh, his character that he was doing at the time, uh, Shitty Superman, uh, <laughs> which Shitty Superman is just a uh, basically <laughs> he's wearing Superman pajamas and doing all of Roman Reigns' moves, uh, but <laughs> so just Roman Reigns, yeah, issues. but like in light of recent events, uh, he uh, has retired that character, and I'm trying to convince him to come back as the butt rock 
and he just is the rock but butt rock so oh that's that's a good idea so he'll come out and like dress with like the backwards red hat like fred durst and jenkos and shit yeah and then just do all the rocks moves no that's a million dollar idea for a character <laughs> yeah. especially now the with butt the, rock dude yeah that's amazing i think he should totally go with that <laughs> yeah but anyway he's similar to pat where like he's you know uh owned a bunch of these records as a youngster and is familiar with the music even if he doesn't keep current with it and uh he when we put out the first one, he was like, why didn't you guys call me? I wanted to do this one. Yeah. And so we had a second one and brought uh, him on along with my next door neighbor, Sam Harder, who's also a really funny comic uh, out there in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, that second one, uh, yeah, we we ended up going with a, a hero by uh, the guy from Saliva and Nickelback. Oh, um, yeah, from the Spider-Man soundtrack. From the Spider-Man soundtrack won the second Butt Rock Gauntlet, but Click Click Boom won the first Butt Rock Gauntlet. Yeah, that's a fair one, I think, because yeah. that's just kind of, I think even people that didn't even grow up around and are like familiar with that song from yeah. just like commercials and shit. And the weirdest thing is that uh, those episodes do huge numbers for us, and I don't know why. Oh, people can relate to that. It's, it's just crazy. Like, like <laughs> you, you probably have like people searching like on Stitcher and iTunes and stuff, just like new metal, and yours yeah. comes up. Yeah, like, yeah, that's probably it. But it's it's pretty funny. So we've had this like huge reaction to it. So I guess we're just gonna keep doing them because they're it is comedically fish in a barrel. Like it's yeah, the, it's. That's, it's the easiest thing to make fun of, and people seem to dig it. So it's like, why not do a bunch of them? So we're we're trying not to get burned out early. We we did two in like two months, and then we're gonna we're gonna probably wait wait until yeah, uh, charge you know, your battery. Wait until the end of like Q one in two thousand nineteen, and then drop another hot butt rock gauntlet just because they're easy. Um, uh, apparently. <laughs> I guess Limp Biscuit would be the one that's covered the most because I've I've got this thing's forty best new metal covers of pop songs because they did Faith yeah and uh, I don't we you wouldn't consider the Who a pop song but um it's but that cover they did I think yeah. at the time it would be considered a pop sure, song sure yeah. yeah that's that was popular music then that, but A O R they yeah. did uh uh Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue apparently whoa uh, could you imagine I haven't heard it that, that has to be terrible dear lord. No, what I was going to say, though, the Shinedown thing, uh, Pat brought the Shinedown Simple Man in to try to, like, fuck with me. Like, because a couple, we, we kind of had, a, like, a bit of a tit-for-tat situation going on because we did a Worst Songs tournament uh, where we just basically tried to tried to find, you know, we all brought in a playlist of songs and then did a bracket like you would, like, a Sweet 16, like, in basketball. Yeah. And then played them back-to-back, and it was me, Goodnight, uh, Pat, and Monica Scott. And uh, I won the tournament uh, through what everyone claims is a little bit of a dubious means, which is that I used uh, a live recording of the band Fish uh, doing an all acapella version of Leonard Skinner's Freebird. Uh, and so it's so it's it's four uh, men in their fifties uh, making making the noises for the guitar solo. So it's like a bunch of people going. Yeah, that's like that's a landslide. On that. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. And it made Pat so angry. Like you could just hear him like get you know in the background just like stomping around. And so. <laughs> And now, you know, that was like 2016 or something. So now we here we are two years later. He thinks he's going to come in just because he knows something about butt rock in the way that I know something about jam bands. It's a thing in my past that, you know, I, yeah, whatever I, I can, I can defend or not. But, uh, 
you know, he thinks he's got this trump card coming in with his fucking <laughs> shine down simple man. He does know his shit. He I knows mean. his shit, but the problem with the shine down simple man, they didn't do anything with it. It is yeah. just a straightforward is a- bar band. He doesn't even like make the like the you know, you'd expect him to go like he doesn't yeah. even do the it's, yeah, it's very yeah, like a bar like you would hear a band covering it, like not adding their own flair to it. Or yeah, anything. like it's, yeah, like we're straight- we're not that far from you know down like downtown Birmingham like if we just walked in any bar and there was a cover band yeah. playing kind of southern rocky type songs and they played simple man it would sound like this when we were listening to it I was like it doesn't offend me on the level of like like kid rocks all summer long where he took uh, uh, you know Z-Von. he he revealed that he in fact the kid rock in fact has a bifurcated penis and can pull, pee on two graves <laughs> at the same time yeah, Skinner and Zeva uh, uh, Ronnie Van Zant and uh, uh, Warren Zevon with that one that that like just offends my sensibilities but the the shine down I was just like this is just like boring kind of yeah because with kid rock too a thing that's annoying about him is like he was this uh Started out as like a, a white rapper, really. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he kind of turned to this thing where he's like, "No, no, no, I'm uh, I'm a southern rocker," and like, uh, like pretends that those first couple albums just didn't even happen. Yeah, and, like, this is well, this he is- he basically just started moving further and further south with every record because I think the first inclination towards that was only God knows why on Rebel yeah. with, on, on Devil Without a Cause, which is. I think his nod to Bob Seger a little bit. It's sort of yeah. like a turn the page almost like a yeah. life on the road sort of, you know, bummer song, the ballad. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the, the first time I heard auto tune as well. Yeah. And it's it is, really it's, bad. It's weird on that song too. Um, but yeah. And then with each subsequent release, he would do like, Oh, like this is like my tribute to Marshall Tucker band. And of course they're like a Tennessee band. And then it would be yeah. like, Oh, this is my thing with whatever, like uh, uh, Leonard Skinner. And then finally it just like starts making records with Hank jr. And all yeah, this bullshit yeah. and Cheryl Crow. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, my my point with all that is that the uh, whichever I, who who does the the careless whisper again? Uh, Seether. <laughs> yeah, Seether. That was the one that we played that everybody else was like mad at, and I was like, no, this is actually good because they really yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah, they Seetherize it. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like that's a Seether song now. Like, yeah. I mean. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is fun. I mean, you remember uh, you know Power Man Five Thousand did Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, was that for the Zoolander soundtrack? Yes. It yes. Was. Oh my God, why do I know that? Uh, no, Power Man. <laughs> Power. <laughs> I know like a lot of terrible shit. I wish I didn't know. <laughs> Power Man Five Thousand is uh, comedian Luke Jensen's favorite band. Yeah, yeah. And they play <laughs> like one of the main things I always remember about him is uh, it Echoes Under Sunset. Once uh, Jay Weingarten hosted it, and he would like play. A Power Man Worlds Collide. Yeah, yeah. Worlds Collide. And then Luke goes up, and instead of just doing like his material, he goes on a tangent about like new metal that he liked for like his whole five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got to get to know this guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> this well, guy's great. A Power Man plays at the Whiskey A Go Go all the time. So it's the, we're, we're constantly talking about going. So at some point, we're going to go see. <laughs> Power They're Man regulars 5, at the whiskey now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, unfortunately, I broke my whiskey uh, cherry. Uh, not. <laughs> oh yeah, you talked about doing this on the last time you were here. I think. Oh, I don't know what what this is about to be, but no, I saw uh, the Enzo Amore uh, rap concert. <laughs> Oh, it was a rap concert. <laughs> yeah, okay. and not knowing what the hell it is—is is that what we talked about last yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. I think if it wasn't on here, we 
we did talk about it through text. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I think I texted you the poster because it doesn't say on the poster what it was gonna be yeah. exactly. It was like first time on the mic. Yeah, because like I, I was like, is out, he doing stand up? What do you mean? Right. I <laughs> like I had found out basically around the same time you did when you were posting about yeah. it. That's what it was. Yeah. Because like, is this 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 can't be like an indie show, like an indie wrestling show, can it? Well, like, kind of. He did some he did some working. He had a he, really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, talk about this. Yeah. So uh, Enzo Amore, uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, it doesn't matter. Disgraced, he, he, uh, disgraced wrestler. former pro wrestler come rapper. Uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, at first was go- his his Twitter handle is at real one. Uh, and and he was gonna go as real one, and then somebody pointed out to him that he could just go by NZO, and so he made these parody NWO New World Order T-shirts that say NZO, and uh, so Enzo, uh, you know, he basically got uh, charges dropped against him, right or wrong, from a, a lady in Phoenix Let's who accused honest. him of se- sexual like, assault. Look at him. Yeah, he's, mean, he's a fucking creep. Uh, yeah, he's, but he's for the, sure. But he got fired from WWE not because of what they accused him of doing, but because he didn't tell them until the cops were like, hey, you gotta, you have to disclose that this happened. Yeah. And if you just told the company, they've got like incredibly high-powered lawyers and stuff right. like that, you know, they probably could have made the situation go away not that they should have but that's, but let's be that, that's, yeah. a, that's, an that's op- their style that's a, their style that's an option for them and so they fired him and uh he turned up at survivor series in la and uh <sighs> did this uh did this thing where he kind of stood up in the middle of the front row and danced on a chair and did his old promo from wwe where he said you know bada boom realist guy in the room how you doing and then a uh female security guard the same female security guard actually that uh accidentally took out uh gronkowski when he rushed the the ring uh even though it was a part of a staged bit yeah the same security guard grabbed him when he did that also grabbed enzo amore and like dragged him the fuck out of the arena and so he got banned from got banned from uh, uh the staples center and then the next night during monday night raw uh he was gonna have a show after after monday night raw at the whiskey a go-go unfortunately he doesn't know how time zones work and <laughs> so monday night raw uh, goes live which means on the west coast it starts at like four o'clock right <laughs> and so that means you're done by like seven ish seven or eight if you go see it at the staples center and he had the show planned for like 11 30 when you know, which would have given you an hour and a half to get there had you been on the East Coast and going by that time zone. Right. But there, there's just a whole lot of opportunity to not go and see this show. Yeah. And so uh, I get there. Uh, I went with uh, uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling uh, 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 superstar Ricotta Flair, uh, my buddy John Allen, and uh, our, our mutual friend uh, Scott Howard. Uh, and we went to the Whiskey A Go Go. It was the first time I'd ever been there. And we get a beer, and they had these two opening bands that were terrible. And the second band was so bad that we went and got a slice of pizza. I was like, I can't listen what to this. What was it just like? Oh, it was, uh, there was, oh, God, it was like these, you know, just like generic rock. Like Corey Feldman's music? No, that would have been interesting. This is just yeah. like a generic, like, rock band. Like, one of them, like, I was I was live tweeting the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of them did this song that was note for note the same as Beautiful Day by U2. <laughs> Like it, it's I got a weird choice. Yeah, but like it was a different song, but it was like it had the like it had the yeah. the, the whole thing. 
And, uh, but yeah, this band was just so bad. We went and got pizza and we're like, yeah, you know, I think then the sound guy lied to us and was like, oh yeah, there's like another band. I was like, Jesus, there were supposed to be three openers. Then, then uh, Enzo does like what? Five minutes. <laughs> right. So we went and got pizza and when we came back, dude was in the middle of his second song. So we missed the first song. Yeah. And then he did maybe like five songs, uh, total, including uh. the one we missed. Uh, and so one of them was about his dog, uh, that what was dead. Fuck? Uh, so it was a like a serious song. It wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, my favorite one was he was like, "This is a song that I wrote when I worked at the Hooters. Uh, you know, I wo- I was a manager. You know, just sucking the day's dick like everybody else." So he's just doing shit that he wrote when he was like pre fucking like indie wrestling. Oh, who knows? But but I was. T- this is a song I wrote at Hooters when I worked what, at Hooters. when he was managing the Hooters. Yeah, and then the the phrase <laughs> I was sucking the day's dick like everybody else was just very funny to me. As you do, and I tweeted it, and then our our friend uh, neighbor Frank, uh, who's a, a buddy of ours. Uh, <laughs> Frank was like, are you going to, he said he's, after the show was over, he tweeted out, he's like, yeah, I'm going to the comedy store for the after party. And I had to work the next day, so I was just like, I'm not going. Yeah, I can't do this. And Frank, Frank texts me as like, and he's in Boston at the moment, and he texted me from Boston and was like, yo, are you going to his after party at, at the comedy store? And I was like, nah, I'm tired, I gotta work tomorrow. He's like, I get it, you gotta suck the taste dick. <laughs> Hollywood's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's awful. Like, it's almost too much. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> I remember, like, that first exposure to it was somebody shitting on a little Caesars box. Like, <laughs> like when I moved to L.A. Welcome to the jungle! Right, right, right when I moved to L.A., my exit was Sunset Boulevard. My yeah. friend lived by Rock and Roll Rouse. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Yeah, like I was like, this is where I live now. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a lot to take in. <laughs> but yeah, halfway through the show, he had guys run up on stage and he like clotheslined them and like threw them like, in, <sighs> into some stuff and gave a guy a stunner on stage and stuff like that. It's hard to feel sorry for that guy, but no, damn, he damn. makes it impossible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then I was just live tweeting it, and, and I was like pretty much the only one who was live tweeting it. So like all the wrestling fucking dirt sheets started like asking me questions and like send, <laughs> sending me like you know retweeting my shit. So all of the official reports that you read about the Enzo show are, are all, from are from, are from either me, my Twitter or from direct messages from random wrestling like, journalists. They were curious, but they would not even go. Like they're it like, was a free show. Yeah, yeah. they well, wouldn't even go to this free show. Yeah, well, it was you know there was another thing where I got a couple of tweets from people who understandably we're like hey uh you know you don't support this guy and i was like yeah. pointing out i'm like well it's a free show it's a free i'm show. not, I'm not buying anything from the guy i'm here to watch a disaster and a lot of these people were people who listen to the podcast i'm like what is my podcast mostly about it's like yeah. this is like disasters this is in the wheelhouse celebrity <laughs> fucking meltdowns and disasters and you know this is clearly something failure yeah this is like grand a, failure right like as somebody that <laughs> listens like it's like that's something you want covered on your podcast yeah I mean, like, so that's like i mean half of our shit is about you know we have a Nicolas cage episode that's like a softball like yeah, yeah. We have a Nicolas Cage episode where we maybe 10% of the episode is about his movies and the rest is just about the fact that he doesn't eat animals, that he doesn't feel fuck in a beautiful way. Uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage, Nicolas he Cage. only eats f- birds and fish because he respects the way they have sex. He will not, <laughs> that's a real thing. He will not eat cows or sheep because they fuck ugly. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. They of course, fuck, I mean, of he's course, I'm going to go to the free, disgraced pro wrestler show right. at the whiskey. It's a shit show. I like a shit show. I'm not buying a T-shirt from the guy. I'm not giving no, him any money. What's going to happen is going to happen, and yeah. it's, it, it happens anyway, whether yeah. you're there or not. Now, you at least don't want to fucking know about it. Yeah. And now I have a relationship with WrestleBoom.com or whatever. Right. You're their fucking. You're. you're their, I'm their uh, man on the street in Los Angeles. Got the scoop on it. Yeah. Yeah. Static X did a Elvis Presley cover of Speedway on the NASCAR Crank It Up compilation from 2002. I, hold on. Before you do anything else, I would like to know what else is on the NASCAR Crank It Up compilation from well, 2002. We're well, going to find out. I NASCAR. bet. Let's see. 2002. You said Static X is on there? Yeah, they're if on that's there. The temple, if that's the template that we're setting, uh, maybe like a... Uh, uh, hmm. I'm saying maybe some like all American rejects or something. Maybe no, that's a little early. That's like 2003. Yeah, that's like exactly the next year. It seems like yeah, it's like yeah. almost on the cusp of oh 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 um fuel perhaps fuel. Uh, I'm thinking you know they might have some uh, fuel would be uh, uh, thematically appropriate for NASCAR. They might have some uh you know they might surprise you with some some very like deep cuts like the band Dracula Logic or something. <laughs> that was a band. <laughs> And they have a song too. You'll love this. Oh fuck! I almost I thought the band Tantrics on there. Tantric? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I know that one. You were that song? I was like, I know the breakdown. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah. Tantric. Uh, the only reason I know any of this is from like pro wrestling. Yeah, just being alive. Then it was just everywhere. Yeah. Dude. Well, especially if you're you know if you're a wrestling fan, this is today, even now in 2018, the type of shit they play on there, where you're like, God, I didn't even know that Phoenix TX was still a band. They're on here. They're on there. <laughs> I was looking. At it right when, and they do a cover of Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. <laughs> I swear to God, this is a good idea to bring this up. because uh, Dear Lord. Government Mule featuring Warren Haynes and James Hetfield and Les Claypool. Wait, isn't isn't Warren Haynes in Government Mule? Why is he featured? <laughs> it says That's like the Beatles featuring Paul McCartney and Billy Preston. It says Government Mule featuring Warren Haynes with special guest James Hetfield and Les Claypool. And what song are they doing? Driving Rain. Driving Rain. Okay. Yeah. Buck Cherry does On the Road Again. Uh, Head P, Crosstown Traffic. <laughs> I got to hear that. Head P? Yeah, they're doing... I don't even... What? Head P-E, head for, stands for Head Planet Earth. <laughs> okay. I had their CD. Okay. I got I, it at Kmart. You got to get the parental advisory at Kmart. Th- this is actually a topic that we've been wanting to do for a minute is compilation records. This there's, is one you should do. This, this is, is amazing because well, there's so many branded, like it's like, you know, whatever, like NBA, uh, you know, 1998 compilation right. CD. Like you're like, what? Why? This one has uh, Darwin's Waiting Room doing a cover of Fast Car. Wait, as in as in Tracy Chapman? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Well, what are, just read 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 the read the uh, things. What, what, read the track list. <laughs> well, this is funny because this is the official NASCAR CD. It's like first song unknown artist NASCAR on Fox theme. You don't know who does that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was one of our butt rock uh, gauntlet entrants. A uh, special entrant was the uh, the Sports Center theme song. Oh, okay, that's which a good is one. very buddy, yeah. very buddy. I need to hear that one. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, because you're only uh, all most most people have heard of the Sports Center theme song is the like that yeah. part. But then it goes like there are literally like turntables, Layers like to it, it. <laughs> there's turntables, there's like spaghetti bass, there's chugga chugga, like it is like the the full panopticon of of buddiness, like and it's wow. all there. And it was a strong contender. It seven string guitars. Yeah, yeah. I've been as I've been to the moon. <laughs> I remember I wanted an Ibanez so bad during, like when Slipknot was big. Sports Center is brought to you by Dean Guitars. Right. <laughs> the Dimebag Daryl Collection. Well, here's the track list. Uh, and honestly, uh, I like Les Claypool, but he is all over this fucking thing. That's, uh, but just because a jury was a race car driver, like he's the only person right. with a race car theme song. So they're like, get, get this guy on all of it. I do kind of hate how he's associated with like shitheads now. <laughs> like he's kind of, he's kind of, yeah. it promises. Yeah, know. Primus gets shit on a lot now. It's well, like they no, I think Primus if they were probably uh, associated with shitheads in their heyday. Nowadays right. Primus is effectively a jam band. Yeah, that's the, that's the because thing. Because they have toured that circuit for so long now. Yeah. Cuz Claypool after Primus broke up the first time and after uh, Antipop in 2000 or whatever, he got that band together the Flying Frog Brigade yeah. which had like Buckethead and uh, uh, you know a bunch of like people from that kind of scene and yeah. started touring. Like the first time I ever heard of uh, like Les Claypool in any real way was he played at Bonnaroo and it was like Colonel Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade and I was like, wait, the guy from the South Park uh, yeah, song, the, the South Park. Guy. Well, that was the only <laughs> reference most people have for Les Claypool is yeah, the yeah. South Park theme song, and uh, and now he's like on the jam band circuit. And so when Primus got back together in two thousand six they were just already ensconced in that world because of Claypool. Yeah. And so now they're, you know, they pretty much tour like, like jam band festivals and stuff like that. Well, Whereas they were formerly associated with like yeah. head banging, like mosh people. I definitely see that. Like I do see them. Like I never really put it together. That they, uh, actually are on that circuit now but uh i mean they get shit on by like up their own ass like mac demarco people that dress like that motherfucker and stuff like that like my friend mike calls it uh southern california uh xanax rock it's uh Wait, really primus no 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 mac demarco like, oh, people that even... are people that listen to that shit are, i don't like... know who that is am i does that mean i'm old i don't <laughs> is he current he's not yeah he's not bad like but he's just if you saw what I'm talking about, if you Googled him, you'd be like, oh, people like that. Oh, okay, yeah. right on, right um, on. Like, dre- like it's called, like, normcore, like how the people dress. So they wear, like, oh, okay. shitty clothes kind of gotcha. on purpose. Okay, yeah, Ironically. Right on. Right on. Um, they wear, like, an old Navy hat from the fucking late 90s. And is he a rapper? What does he no, do? No, he's... I mean, his music's not terrible. Okay. It's just also not something I listen to a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cuz I just think of Primus is like they were they were one of those bands they usually in their beginning days would always get mentioned in the same breath as like Fishbone yeah. as this like, you know, thrash kind of funk band that remained as a genre kind of undefinable right. uh you know because fishbone they they take all of their influences from uh you know kind of southern california hardcore but then also they've got elements of reggae and lots of funk and stuff like that primus a lot of their stuff is sort of like bluegrass mixed with like thrash and funk yeah you know so it's it's kind of just like a 
kind of a weird pastiche that is largely, you know, in the same way, in the same way as Motorhead, largely driven by the fact that their lead singer is also the bass player and the composer. So everything right. kind of revolves around that sound. Uh, obviously, it's a different bass sound than than like Lemmy, but it's you know it, it defines the music and stuff like that. And they were always just like a you know kind of a headbanger sort of thrash band, and they would play Lollapalooza and they would play stuff like that. And then they got the South Park uh, theme song, and I guess that kind of that kind of launched them into mainstream awareness or whatever and then they broke up the last thing i remember like i think maybe the first time i heard of primus uh outside of the uh the south park thing is uh, (laughs) because they were both signed interscope records at the time when they did the edit of my name is by eminem Oh wow! I didn't even know that. So they they were both on Interscope Records. So they when the first line of uh, my name is is Hi kids, do you like violence? Yeah. And for the radio edit, it says Hi kids, do you like Primus? Oh, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this this edgy rapper likes this yeah, fucking Primus. weird, you know, fucking <laughs> bass driven funk funky weird band. Yeah. And uh, and the only reason they did that is because Jimmy Iovine signed both of them. Uh, <laughs> he signed Primus. I thought and- it was a weird like thing to like. It's a it's in. a weird reference, but I guess that was the height, kind of the height of their, because uh, that was the same year I think Significant Other maybe came out the year before, and there's a hidden track uh, on the Lamp Limp Biscuit album Significant Other that is literally just like Fred Durst just being like, Yo, well, Yo, Les, do something crazy, and it's just him for like a minute, and that's that's the hidden track at the end of the record. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Usually I was good about finding those, but I missed that. One. Yeah, and Fred Durst uh, produced, I think he produced the song. Anti-pop on the record. Anti-pop. That uh, makes sense. That that record was like that, came out like right around. That is as close as they got to a genre. Yeah, and that genre was butt rock. Yeah, for <laughs> it sure. Was, it, and it's not all the way, but like that song, anti-pop is very much in that like kind of like uh, you know it, it it fit right in there at Woodstock '99. Which yeah, because they were on the Family Values tour when that came out too. Yes, yes, they were. Let's take a break for just a second. I got my phone fucking blowing up over here. <laughs> about that we're back uh we're going through the nascar on fox crank it up compilation right now wow i can't believe that you got a sponsorship from monsanto yes congratulations thank you uh you know i've been praying about it and you know good thing come to those who wait so good thing come to those who wait um but yeah, as I said, the first track is Unknown Artist. They have no fucking clue who does <laughs> it's just their the theme. the NASCAR theme. Yep. Yeah, they have no idea who does that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably a combination of uh, probably Les Claypool, honestly, he's all over it. It's um, just him and Jeff Gordon just making race car sounds. I would listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Les Claypool is a master of that, I'm sure. Uh, 
Track two's head P, short for head planet Earth. Please use the full title. <laughs> yeah. Please call us head planet Earth. Head planet Earth. What is their song? Cross down traffic. Okay. Cover it's all covers. I like this. Yeah. Okay. Track three, Buck Cherry doing On the Road Again. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Willie Nelson on the road yeah, again? Yeah. Oh, um, my God. They should have done a Chuck Berry cover. I, it, after all, it took me forever to realize that's what their name was, is a spin on that. Yeah, they should have done Maybelline or something. Yeah, do something. Like, that's yeah, kind of a the, song about a car race. Yeah, yeah. You, can find a, yeah, you can find plenty of Chuck Berry songs that fit the... Uh, yeah, well, that one specifically is about a car race. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that I don't know. That would have made more sense. <laughs> they must not be... They just probably just know the fucking guy's name, honestly. They're probably not fans. I, I can't wait to hear this. This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Number four is Nonpoint, which if I remember correctly, they had two drummers. Like two... Not like Slipknot two drummers. <laughs> like the Allman Brothers. Yeah, like two like... Like the, de- like the Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah, whole sets with like double kick pedals, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Why does that? Why is that necessary? I don't know. Uh, ever. I, I like the Dead a lot, and I like the Allman Brothers a lot. Uh, but I will quote the uh, Todd Berry uh, joke on this, on this, uh, uh, which is: uh, if you're a drummer and you join a band that already has a drummer, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> um, sorry, Bill Kreutzman and JMO. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, though, come on. You're in the same camp as fucking Nonpoint now. You, yeah. You, you, Although, I will say, it, it does add... Because if you notice, like, a lot of, especially, like, bands from the 70s and stuff like that, there's always a shitload of extra percussion on all studio tracks. Yeah. Like, if you ever listen to, like, uh, uh, you know, like, Give Me Three Steps or something like that by Leonard Skinner, there is so much percussion happening on that song. Like, there's guys, yeah. like, banging cowbells. There's fucking guys, there's bongos. Like, there's, like, you can hear all this stuff going on, and it, you know, it adds a layer to studio recordings that you can't really reproduce live. So if you're a band with, like, a big sound like that, you know, I can I can see the uh, the advantage, maybe, of having, having yeah. two, two drummers, although two complete sets is a bit ridiculous like yeah like whole sets like down to the fucking you know everything the bass the tom toms all that stuff yeah but uh tantric is track five with cross the line what's their song again cross the line they had uh i know the breakdown (laughs) and that was i just wanted to hear you (laughs) that was uh, i remember they used that in a trailer from a movie with sylvester stallone where he was a uh not a NASCAR driver, but what they what do they call that? Were the uh, oh uh, Formula One? Yeah, for, it, it was a, it, it was, was called driven. driven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was in the trailer for it. Wow, they're just whoring themselves out to all the racing uh, things. Yeah, of put us on it. They're, they're big fans. <laughs> um, track six is if Government you, <laughs> Mule. If you've got something racing related in the year is two thousand two, boy, we got a song for you. <laughs> Hit Tantric up. Who okay? Their name's Tantric too. Like, I mean, is there a more butt rock name than that? Too? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I could go either way. I could, it could go butt rock. It could go jam band. Yeah, <laughs> it could do both. I could see yeah. that being a kind of a, a, a mesh with the two. You know, the first ever. I could see Sound Tribe Sector Nine uh, passing around Tantric <laughs> as an idea first before realizing it was already a band. <laughs> and then they went their second choice, Sound All Tribe right. Sector Nine. Yeah. That's obviously tantric. Then you go sound tribe sector none. <laughs> what was okay? 
that reminds me, we're speaking of terrible fucking band names. There was a band, uh, Big Bad Voodoo Dad. Yeah, of course. They played the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, the year the Packers and the Broncos played each other when, like, Brett Favre and oh, uh, shit. John Elway were Oh, there. yeah, that would have been my seventh grade year, I think. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think it was the Dirty Birds uh, Atlanta the next year. That was a big one, man. That yeah. was a big one. No, I uh, we, we actually are going to cover, come Super Bowl, our, our Super Bowl episode, we are going to go through every halftime show and review every Super Bowl like halftime show from from the beginning but the beginning is like 1990 because they didn't used to do that shit they used to have college marching bands and then uh, they I think let either MTV or Pepsi one somebody got Michael Jackson and that was like the first like big one in like 1990 and then it just became like an arms race that got crazier and crazier and it all culminated on the uh, the Justin Timberlake uh, you know the the Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake scandal that uh, ushered in the uh, you know the dad rock era of of Super Bowls and we're just now getting back to getting back to pop music or whatever yeah cardi b's doing it this year i forgot who what was. yeah she's doing Holy it shit man it's just that's wild yeah i, I don't have a problem with her i just think is she gonna fight Nicki minaj on the 50 yard line i hope that's the that's, that's oh the, man and you know plus two if i have to pick between the two like i'm not a fan of either really but i do <laughs> think Nicki minaj uh it's a good rapper. She's good at rapping. <laughs> like, so I'd be more partial to Nicki. Oh, I like both. And also, I, I, I you got to respect somebody with enough hustle to go from uh, like what four or five years ago was a stripper and now is playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, I that mean, that's, good. that's that's very respectable. <laughs> but I do have a theory that she's also Rosie Perez. And like, <laughs> uh, I think that's who she is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, if that's the halftime show, just her, her and Nicki Minaj, just you know, they they uh, you know. Yeah, why why not like you know, put razor blades on their fingernails like a cockfight and just fucking. I mean, we're them. at that point now. We 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 have five years tops left. I mean, oh like, before it's actual celebrity death match. Oh, before it's over. All this. Oh, we're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, fucking sure. underwater in yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, why not now? You but, know, uh, let's start. But that's crazy. This band played the fucking Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Played the fucking they Super did. Bowl. I remember that's where I first heard their name, and I I, I mean, I could be wrong about what Super Bowl it was. Yeah. And they could have been was like it, a backing It wasn't band. the halftime show. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Whoa, I could see it. It would be funny if they were like, and now to sing the national anthem, <laughs> Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. <laughs> and it could have been as a backing band or something, but... Uh, I yeah. like to think that somebody in the NFL just really liked uh, Swing Revival, Loved and it. and they accidentally booked <laughs> them instead of the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. And like, what in the blue hell is this? Yeah, we wanted the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. <laughs> I said Cherry Poppin' Daddies. What the fuck is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? <laughs> you idiots! You're all fired. I remember very vividly. Bring me the voodoo glow skulls. <laughs> I remember very vividly hating the Swing Revival, like as a child. <laughs> like uh, we, the movie theater my mom used to take me to was the Summit, which is just a fucking always been a hellhole uh-huh. like, for just like. Where all white people with money go sure. and just be idiots at. And there's a Trader Joe's there now, too, right? Yes. Hey. I work at the fucking summit. I work at a restaurant. Oh, there. okay, right on. And uh but yeah, it's it's hell on earth, especially this time of year. But yeah, I just swing, drove I just drove through it to get here. Oh god, yeah. yeah. The the swing revival, like during that time, like there was a gap there, like everywhere. Like, I mean, you couldn't fucking escape it. It was a zoot suit riot. It was a zoot suit ride at the summit <laughs> up and down the sidewalk, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, track six is Government Mule featuring 
the, the yeah, this members, is weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warren Haynes with special yeah, guests James Hetfield and Les Claypool. Yeah, it's the Rolling Stones featuring Mick Jagger. Uh, yes, it's a band that he is definitely in. Yes, I've seen them multiple times. He's the fucking front he's, man. He's there. He's he is the government mule. He's the band. <laughs> They're doing Drive in Rain. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's an original. I don't know that one. I'm not familiar with it. I, I would guess it'd say it's a cover, especially with this many people on it. Yeah. But it could be that it could argue that it's also an original with that many okay. people. Seven is you fucking guessed it. Phoenix TX. Uh, that <laughs> get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Billy cover. Ocean. We, All we, right. Uh, underrated artist, Billy Ocean. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see the Everybody Hates Chris episode where, like, uh, like Chris Rock is a child's like, or his sister, I think, is like talking about how Billy Ocean's gonna be the like bigger than Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. It's really funny. It has nothing else to do with it. <laughs> it's just I worth checking. That show was really funny. I, I, not a lot of people talk about it. Uh, it was like Chris Rock's version of Malcolm in the Middle. I thought it was yeah. funnier. Like but, I've uh, seen maybe like four to five episodes of it. Yeah, it's good. It was yeah. good. Um, but yeah, anyway, here's what I'm familiar with is track eight, Fear Factory, Cars, Gary Newman's Cars. Oh, okay. I remember that one. <laughs> Fear Factory. Yeah, God, I never got into them. I don't know what that is. It's a shitty new metal band. What's they, their song? Sing their song. They had a song that was like, Go get me apart! <laughs> it was called Lynchpin. <laughs> it just sounds like all of them. It was just like, down, down, down. Yeah, it's just like all of them. Yeah. But yeah, uh... Track nine's Dry Cell, not familiar. They're covering Heaven and Hot Rods. Uh, I don't like that name. Dry Cell. You've heard of Soft You've Cell. You've heard of Soft Cell. We're Dry <laughs> Cell. Dry Cell. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, the fucking lead singer of Soft Cell, like when they split, he wanted to kind of keep the name, but there was my, a copyright issue. My favorite Soft Cell thing is their follow-up to Tainted Love. Oh. Do you know what it is? Uh-uh. It's called Sex Dwarf. <laughs> I've heard about this. Maybe it was from you. I definitely talked about it because I worked at a shitty grilled cheese sandwich store that for some reason never played Tainted Love. They They only played Sex Dwarf. And it's just this unsettling kind of like gothic uh, synth song where it just has this very like heavy like kind of minor chord like synth riff at the beginning. Just like like it's just kind of a single noise. Yeah. And then you hear the guy go, uh, isn't it nice? Sugar and spies dancing disco (laughs) darlings leading that life of vibe. And then Ugh. the chorus, quote unquote, is somehow just like it, it's like a rising sort of sound, like the and it's Ugh. like I will make you my sex dwarf. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like I don't know what, how much cocaine was involved with the A and R man who just like did a giant gator tail and then was like, oh, I've- "All right, I've got the perfect follow up to this tainted love song." Sex dwarf. And okay, so they played this at the the, the grilled cheese place you worked at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The eighties and Hollywood both are just two fucking <laughs> weird places. Yeah. Um But yeah. I anyway. did see, I did one time though see when I worked on the grilled cheese food truck, we did a lot of uh events we'd have to go to. Yeah. The best. I've never seen a cover band so spot on, but there was this Van Halen cover band. Ooh, hell yeah. And they fucking covered Mean Streets. Nice. And it was spot on. I was like, I swore this fucking dude was David Lee Roth. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. And their name was Van Halen. (laughs) 
That's what they fan Halen. All yeah, right, that was it. But if you ever get a chance, they're they're L.A. based, I believe. That you should definitely go see. Okay, them. I could see Pat definitely fucking being on board for that. He's cool. a big uh, Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, we'll have to find them. Yeah, for sure. They're great. Uh, from what I remember, they could. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what happened between then and now, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Drossel, Heaven and Hot Rods, ten Static X Speedway, the Elvis cover. Uh, okay, eleven. <laughs> the, the, I mentioned this, these earlier, but this is the dumbest fucking name. Darwin's Waiting Room. I remember seeing a commercial for their CD, like on a like MTV Two or something back in the day. Okay, they're doing the Tracy Chapman cover. <laughs> okay. Here's an original, and it's a remix. Slipknot, sick SIC with a post or uh, uh, parentheses around it. Molt injected mix. Okay. Yeah. Sick is a it's a slipknot original. Wait, who is molt? <laughs> molt injected mix. No clue what the fuck that means. Okay. What does molt injected mean? I think it's just uh, probably a man named Jonathan Molt who uh, <laughs> works at the studio and he's just like you know he's a big friend. instead of calling it a remix he's like well it's you know it involves racing so maybe like a fuel injection okay. maybe a molt injection mix okay there it is i'm putting my little i'm putting jonathan's gonna put his little spin on it <laughs> oh jonathan's got this guys <laughs> don't worry about it uh i'll take care of the knot that's why we call him that's yeah he's probably a maggot through and through <laughs> for sure i was a maggot i was a big maggot somewhere there is a xl Slipknot shirt somewhere. Is I've never it, wait. Is it. that what they call their fans? Maggots. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with the terminology. <laughs> They're the maggots. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I was a maggot for sure. Wow. They were, you know, of all the new metal bands, like Corey Taylor is not a completely insufferable person. No, I uh, my favorite song of 2015 was the uh, Justin Bieber uh, Slipknot mashup that somebody oh, did shit. it's called psychosocial baby and i don't know anything about slipknot i and so i just assumed because basically they took justin bieber is not in the song vocally except at the very beginning when the song starts like the whoa, 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 whoa. yeah and then it just starts the you know it's got that same beat as baby but then it starts the oh, i did my time and it keeps oh, the beat wow. the only thing <laughs> the only vocal of the original they kept is ludicrous and so it's just the ludicrous guest spot on that song and then it just goes back and what they did was they pitched the uh the chorus all the way up so it would match the key right yeah and they just made it like sound it was like beautiful and i didn't know that slipknot had a singer and i thought that it was justin bieber singing and the will kill us all oh it's like no that's Corey Taylor ourselves <laughs> against the wall but they like pitched it up so it sounded like a you know a child singing yeah. it and I was like this Bieber kid is fucking dark man because yeah. I never heard a Justin Bieber song either he's singing Slipknot lyrics yeah think. and it was awesome and and uh, so that comes out and this is like when Slipknot got my official like stamp of approval yeah it comes out and somebody in like you know the Metal Times or whatever the magazine is was interviewing Corey Taylor and their last question was by the way, have you heard the Justin Bieber mashup with Psychosocial? And he was like, fuck yes, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. He's great. Like, and he was, <laughs> he like, you know, he could, you know, they, they're obviously like taking the piss out of their band, but like, he was like, no, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Corey Taylor at this point does so many interviews where he's just completely take, like, 
taking the piss out of yeah, Slipknot. Like yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. He cares. I, like honestly, like he I made don't, millions of dollars. Yeah. Why would he give a shit? Uh, and honestly, I don't mind Slipknot. Like I don't know if it's nostalgia, but their first two albums, like I don't hate. I yeah. Mean, like I, I never listened to them. I just know I'm, uh, I'm. It's not you couldn't just jump into my it. my my entire apartment is filled with people from Iowa, and that is their only band. Yeah. So I'm just letting them have it. You know. Yeah, it's exactly. like you know what? Hey man, we we're, we're we got a, 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 a an embarrassment of riches here in Alabama between uh you know the Commodores and Hank Williams and yeah and uh, uh Yellow Wolf and Jimmy Buffett you know all the greats all the greats and, uh, they're so, um Iowa I mean, that's all they got dude like seriously look yeah. up look up Iowa it's find so find one other band there ain't shit. well there's no point because I know if <laughs> I looked I looked like don't worry it's... if someone's listening from Iowa feel free to tweet at me at Rivers Langley if you can name one but like Slipknot's it so like all those Iowa kids that live in my apartment they're all comedians from Iowa and they're all real sweet you know interesting uh, toe-headed corn people yeah. and they all are like yeah well you know like we all loved Slipknot and I'm like hey man I get it you know rep, rep local why not yeah yeah. everybody I know from Iowa was great uh, uh... <laughs> shout out to Andrew Lopez uh, 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 featured in the uh, the John Cena film blockers. I at, saw him in that. Very man. much playing himself in, yeah. the, in one of the greatest scenes ever. The uh, I, it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like, hey, fucking, uh, hey. I met that dude. <laughs> yeah, he's my next door neighbor. The this is my moment. Yeah, that yeah. movie that. Uh, you rarely get like a you don't hear about comedies like you used to really like yeah, there's a few yeah. and far between like blockbuster comedies that are good yeah and that, and that was, was one of that them. one was very good that and game not I think were like the two I didn't see that one it's I heard, good I heard it's it was funny. good it's really yeah. funny uh, uh, it, it, I guess in a way it's kind of a redemption for uh, what's her name uh, from True Detective season two. Oh, oh uh, uh, what's her fucking name Regina George uh, yeah from Mean Girls because she's it. great she's a great actress it's just it's uh, either. Amy Adams, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Okay, I, those two. And then, then there's one other one, Anne Hathaway. That, yeah, that it's just, all they. I, I get it I mixed can't, up. I can't keep them together. <laughs> but it's yeah. Uh, did I even get? No, yeah, Slipknot. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many. Yeah, they, is that their original? What? What was? Is that it? Sick. Yeah. There's parentheses around it. Okay. S I C. Um, I never even to this day as a like as a fan knew what the fuck that meant. Um. Slayer doing a cover of Born to be Wild next. Slayer? I've somehow that slipped uh, that, under my fucking Okay, radar. that sounds rad. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm a Slayer fan. Uh, I even don't mind their shit from like their new metal era. <laughs> like it's not great, but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like peak Slayer. But everybody did that. Yeah, it's, everybody had their point. And Danzig like, has some bad new metal. Slayer has one thing that, well, at the time was unforgivable to me, but like now as time's passed, I'm like, that wasn't that bad. But it's when uh, Carrie King from Slayer was in the Sum 41 video. At the time uh, I was okay. like, so like you go through fucking phases like, fuck <laughs> him. This is lame. <laughs> but, uh, Topo Negative is next on it with Highway Star. Oh, Deep Purple. All right. They're an interesting band, too. I'm not like a fan of Topo Negative. I find them interesting, though. I would say the exact same thing about the band they're covering, Deep Purple. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I guess, appropriate. Because Topo Negative, I didn't know this till like, I kind of, like, it was after Peter Still, the lead singer, died, like, a few years ago. They were, like, tongue-in-cheek, kind of, like, making fun of, like, themselves like yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be like a joke and if you listen to it now it's like oh this is this is comedy this is a joke yeah like, yeah but uh yeah i appreciate them more now that i've looked into it i used to shit on them so much because i thought it was like they were seriously like that yeah but um number 15's an original rob zombie demon speeding dirty black river mix 
I'm familiar with that song. That's how demon uh, speeding. It's called. He's like I'm demon speeding. I mean, I could guess exactly what it was like. <laughs> it's what you think. Yeah, I would say it probably sounds a lot like Rob Zombie. I want to say Ozzy. Well, it would say it, but it's maybe it's on that album. He does a song with Rob Zombie that's fucking terrible. <laughs> I did a show at a, at a uh, restaurant in Van Nuys, uh, which, if you don't know, is like the sketchiest part of the San Fernando Valley, like the L.A. suburbs. Oh, yeah. it's, it's fucked up. And uh, we were doing a show in the back of this restaurant. And uh, when I walked in, they turned the back of the restaurant into like a comedy club kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Uh, and the show was fine, but before the show, they have those those lights that like spin around, uh-huh. and uh, it was spinning around green. And I just walked in, and it was playing Dragula like way too loud. You sent me a video. Did of I that? send you that? Because yeah, I yeah. was like, "What? Where are you? Are you at Ozfest 2000?" No, <laughs> I, was at, I was at the Springbok in uh, Van Nuys, <laughs> California. But uh, like, why are you sending me a video of Rob Zombie sit? Well, I think 2000? I sent you the the thing that just ha- that happened immediately afterwards, which is the host got on stage. It was just like uh, you know. Dragula is just it's not all the way off it's just been lowered yeah. so you can hear still hear like burn through the witches and girls through my baker and the host is just going uh, uh, okay so before we start the show I would just like to remind you that uh, you're not allowed to touch the female wait staff uh, we've had some problems with this burn oh, through yeah. the witches and girls and I was just like this is this is gonna be a fun show wow that's when they have to announce that you are not allowed to sexually harass people never never lose that video and then with the caveat, we have we've had some problems recently. It's like, That's like an unintentional sketch that you. It's like now nah, this is just something that happened, and I can. Yeah, this is this is something yeah. I, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I came up with this. Yeah, I can't. Um, we, uh, uh, Joe texted me last night. Uh, our friend uh, Joe Rains uh, texted me last night that apparently a cop uh, went up at. An open mic? Like in uniform? No, but they were talking about it the whole time. They were just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm a cop and blah, blah, blah. And they were just talking about how they were a cop. And then I was like, that's the sketch. The sketch yeah. is you get up there in the the full the full uniform. And you're a cop. And you're a cop. <laughs> you're doing stand up about and being a cop. You're doing stand up about being a cop. And then someone says something is like, you fucking punk! It, and just like. Hit with a baton. <laughs> right, like knocking the drinks out of people's hands, just being a fucking asshole. And then. Uh, cop destroys Heckler. Yeah, literally. cop destroys Heckler, exactly. Like, literally destroys. And then I was thinking, just the last, like, you know, you, you kind of have like a, a fake ending. And then the last shot is him just walking down the row with the with the pepper spray like the cop in davis spraying all the protesters just casually just hitting the front row with like a (laughs) bear mace just it's like it's filmed with a body cam too (laughs) is that a fucking body cam that knocks it off at the baton (laughs) that's a great idea (laughs) yeah so cop doing stand-up print money (laughs) yeah i need like all these sketch ideas i have it's like i just say them on here and it's like yeah that that was way easier than just doing it yeah yeah oh yeah um but yeah uh we're nearly done with this uh, track list. That it's still going. I, they've made so many songs. Yeah, and it's uh, okay. After Rob Zombie Demon Speeding, uh, we got another remix. Machine Head in parentheses, in parentheses the number three. I, is the band name Machine Head Three? I, I remember Machine Head. I know the Bush song and the Deep Purple album. Yeah, <laughs> that is actually the album that uh, Highway Star is on. Is Machine Head by Deep Purple. Well, this band... They're called Machine Head 3? I remember the band Machine Head. There's a three in parentheses next to it. I don't know so it's why. It's the third iteration. Yeah, that could be what it is. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, we, uh, we we lost several drummers, so we have to keep renaming it. 
I don't know how I missed this and didn't laugh out loud looking at it. <laughs> this song is uh, Supercharger, which I thought was a Rob Zombie song. Uh, Let Freedom Ring mix. <laughs> That makes me that's so what Machine Head is doing? Yeah. That's, that's the dumbest like, The Let for, Freedom Ring mix? This is the Let Freedom Ring mix. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Number 17, Stained. It's still going. See-through, which sounds like an original of theirs. I don't okay. think so, though. And Les Claypool is the last one with a cover of Hot Rod Lincoln, which also... Jim Barney covered for the Beverly Hillbilly soundtrack. Wow. Okay. Nice. Dude. Rest some in Jerry, peace. Some Jerry Reed. I, I didn't know. They, uh, Primus does uh, Amos Moses. I didn't know they did uh, Hot Rod Lincoln. If there were two people I'd want to cover Jerry Reed, it's Les Claypool and Jim Barney. That's, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's perfect because, I mean, I, Jim Barney and like Ernest, like, it, it gets shit on kind of like a lot of people, like, you know, like it, like me. I love it. Yeah. I love, I, but he was a funny, like, character actor. Yeah. Like, he yeah. Would, he used to do the show Fernwood Tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. He would do, like, this trucker character that was great. Uh, it, it was, like, a regular on there. It's like, people don't realize, like, how, like, smart and funny that guy actually yeah. was. Like, people just, like, equate him with just Ernest, like. Right. Which Ernest is funny to me. Oh, like, hell yeah. Have <laughs> there's you some s- shitty movies, but it's like, have, yeah. Have you seen Buster Scruggs yet? Yes. So I was talk- Did you like it? I liked it. I was talking I about too. it with my friend JB yesterday, and uh, we went to, uh, in Auburn, the half of the Auburn Mall is now a gigantic buffet called <laughs> called Old Times, <laughs> and it is, I, it's... It, it is a uh, it is Woodstock for old people. Like it is the craziest place I've ever been, and we were the youngest people there by about fifty years. Jesus and Christ! It was just a bunch of like octogenarians, like you know, just fucking fighting over you know corn nuggets and, and, oh, and rutabagas and shit. <laughs> and uh, and so we were in there, but anyway, we started. We were talking about Buster Scruggs, and he gave me a. Uh, uh, laid out an interesting uh, uh, idea, which is that it's based on his performance in Buster Scruggs, we believe that Tim Blake Nelson is the only man to do the new Ernest movie. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to uh, at Dirty Southworth, my friend JB. That's totally his idea, but I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, JB's onto something there. Yeah, like, uh, it's, it's kind of a thing you don't want tainted. Like, how do you... But I mean, if somebody did, if yeah. So, look, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if there's a, uh, you know, like there's the internet rule 34 where like if you can think it, you know, there's pornography about it, you know. Yeah. It, the next one is like if it's something, it'll get remade no matter how like if Ernest or gets, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, based on that, I was like, dude, give it to that guy. He plays he plays that character. Yeah, he could uh, do know. that. He could pull it off. Like, and if he didn't do it well, I, I mean, it's something I want to see. Yeah. Like, I definitely want to see that. Now. And Ernest is sort of the middle ground between. Between Delmer from Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Buster Scruggs, yeah, like he's he's creepy, which, but he's also stupid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which also too, um, Buster Scruggs kind of made me realize something I didn't know I wanted, which is I kind of want the Coens to do a full musical now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't like musicals typically. Right. Like it's got to be you know a particular like. There's like two or three maybe I like. Sure, but their um, takes on it would be... Uh, yeah, their be takes would be depressing as hell. Like, it would probably be about death. Yeah, um, yeah of course. But, yeah, I would love to see a Coen's musical. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're like... I mean, obviously, the best 
director's out now. Yeah, like, it's, um, it, that that movie is really one of the few arguments for Netflix. Just like it really right. felt sacrilegious to not see it in a theater, kind of. But I, you know, yeah. well, no, but it's also a movie that because it's so weird, I don't think it would have ever been made in a theater. Yeah, that's you know, there's so there's that's the, why I was saying like the Netflix thing. It, it they have you know, there's the argument for Netflix. There's for so sure. much bloody money from that place that they can they can afford to you know make, yeah pay people to do their hat because like my thing is like the coen brothers are so great that even they're like half-ass weird shit i want to see that yeah you know like, i don't i, I want to see your half ideas right which is kind of what buster scruggs was like they you know the whole thing was just kind of like all right we have like five five ideas that maybe aren't movies unto themselves but they're not necessarily tv so we could just film them and put them together and right give us a shitload of money to do that and i would have loved to see a feature length tom waits is a gold prospect fuck movie. yeah yeah like, that's like else. a dream that was a dream for me like tom waits in a cohen movie yeah like, as well, the lead and i liked that seemingly the only direction they gave him was just like all right be tom waits as hard <laughs> as you can exactly except, you get to do you this except time. instead of 1950 it's 1850 that, where and you, go yeah like where you you belong anyway right basically. right yeah well because he's kind of got that like you know 50s like you know kind of beat jazz like jack kerouac right. vibe so just, just like move it back a hundred years yeah, yeah. Tom, with tom waits too it's weird he's got this like you know those two eras of tom waits where it's like the jazz yeah i tom guess it's, it's been receding you know he's he's now yeah. in the area of whatever right whatever of whatever era of music involved uh people clacking human bones together right and screaming. Well, he got like a really into captain beef heart and then was like Oh, I'm just gonna do that, yeah. <laughs> like, and then yeah. made it weirder than Captain Beefheart somehow. Yeah, man. Uh, Tom Waits is great. I'm he gonna. Sh- it's gonna be that one's gonna sting when he goes. He needs a damn Oscar. I want. I want. He does. I want Tom Waits to be. Does he have a Grammy? I don't know if he does or not. But he definitely. I mean, obviously, plenty of nominations. I don't know if he's ever picked one. Damn. Up. Well, yeah. I want him to be. A, I want him to be an EGOT. Let's get him on Broadway. Let's yeah. Get, let's get him. Uh, <laughs> let's get him on a a guest spot on We're, a on <laughs> everything on he does is good. Two broke girls or something. We're I would love to see that. <laughs> just have him be in the restaurant. Just like, yeah. you know, where's ah. my swizzle sticks? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'd rather have a, a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, um, my favorite one is uh, champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's great. Yeah. And he's one of those two kind of in the past couple of years is cool to shit on him now because his fa- some of his fans are annoying. Yeah. But like, yeah. Look, but he's fucking. He's, well, he's the biggest uh, kayfaber in the game. He's a worker. Yeah, baby. Like, he definitely <laughs> never. Bre- he doesn't break character. Nah, man. He um. But yeah, man. I guess that's as good a time as any to end it. You got anything you want to promote? Uh, it's the NASCAR uh, uh, injection by uh, by Molt. Um, yes, obviously. Uh, no, you can find me on uh, Face or uh, uh, shit. Uh, used to. Oh, that's... I'm just about to end my own podcast here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley, and you can check out my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. It comes out every Tuesday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all of the fine places where you can find. Table for one dumb boy. Yes. Well, thanks for coming, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah.